Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of the only news source that provides anything and everything anime manga related. We don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you get it Okay, people, so welcome back to another episode. As always, in case you don't know, in fact, more so than ever recently on YouTube, 65% of people watching this clip right now aren't subscribed. In fact, there's been a whole bunch of issues. So make sure if you think you subscribe to the channel, you double check just to make sure because YouTube been bugging out lately. But it would help a lot if you're not subscribed to definitely hit that button and hit the bell to get all notifications. So that way you're notified whenever we drop a new episode of Forever News, usually monday through friday and then on the weekend you get some other really cool anime manga related content as well so yeah just wanted to throw that in there i don't want to waste any more of your time i want to talk some anime manga stories let's go and first story on the docket it's something of a similar tune we've heard from quite a number of voice actors but this time it's something a little bit more closer to the realm of what we're into because a major mangaka a major manga author slash artist recently has been diagnosed with covid and had to even take a week off of the manga when they're actually a fairly more new serialization with the one that they're doing right now like yeah they're very notable for previous work but with this one it's a more fresh story so to take a week off it's kind of like unheard of when you're early on in your serialization however this had to happen because according to this it says regarding yuji kaku that Hell's Paradise Yuji Kaku reveals COVID-19 recovery break next week for Ayashimo Manga. So when they reported this, they were already in recovery, thankfully, because that was you know, scary stuff. Manga creator Yuji Kaku revealed on Twitter on Monday that he was recently diagnosed with the new disease. Kaku said his recuperation period is already over and he has already completely recovered. He added, however, that while he was recovering, he was unable to continue working. So he had to completely stop writing uh, his latest work Ayashimon uh, he was unable to continue working and so there will be no chapter of his Ayashimon manga the 12th issue of Weekly Shonen Jump February 21st which just passed so in case you're wondering as well where's my chapter of Ayashimon where's you know what I'm saying Yujikaku what you doing yeah he was sick and actually had to take the time to recover which means that it wasn't the greatest like run it wasn't an easy run with mild symptoms it was enough to say Oh no, where usually mangaka are eager, especially newbies, new serialized mangaka, whatnot. They're usually on it really bad to get it done. So when they got to sit down 
it's a serious situation. Kaku added he was surprised he was affected as because his occupation he does not meet with much people nor does he go outside during normal busy periods in the morning and evenings but he added that he was lucky that his illness was minor well minor enough to you know recover and whatnot and yeah so for starters for people that were wondering yo what happened where's Ayashimon what's going on Yuji Kaku he was out sick he had the virus and he even had to take a week off but thankfully he's already recovered he's already good to go so we know he's out of that neck of the woods and it was only a week of you know a break so not too bad I ain't gonna lie I can't really complain on that aspect glad he's well and yeah for Ayashimon fans even though it's looking a little bit scary we'll see what those rankings or what the TLC shows next week because yeah being dead last last week was scary then we're going on a break i don't know i gotta keep on saying it for the authors of jump plus coming to shonen jump is a risk and a gamble somebody like uh, tatsuki fujimoto he's a wild man so he was brave enough to say eh, let's try jump it don't work whatever but he tried it and chainsaw man became huge yuji kaku i don't know i love ayashimon but is it going to become the next big thing or is it already on depth store because yeah they're putting it in the back of the magazine either way we'll see and what once again, shout out to Yuji Kaku. Can't wait for the return. Next up, another bummer. We was just talking about a break that was taken from a big manga. Well, another manga is taking a small, one week, but nevertheless, small hiatus. And that manga is very notable around these parts. If you subscribe to the channel, been a long time supporter, you know how much I really enjoy and love Black Clover. It says here, Black Clover will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 13. The series will resume in issue 14 as scheduled. So it seems to be, you know, just a scheduled break nothing opposed to like what just recently happened of course with Yuji Kaku the author via Shimon this isn't that he's sick it's just that again jump is like hey you know we're in the 21st century we might should possibly start treating these authors like human beings and letting them get a little break once in a while even though majority of them work through the break like it's a rarity that they actually take a break when they're on break but yeah let's let them feel human for a little bit why don't we so that's always good on, on the business corporate side of things, right? Like, yeah, but no, on, on some serious shit. Black Clover on break. It is what it is. Uh, we're in a major arc right now and getting those breaks in between, especially for somebody like Tabata with a family and stuff like that. Love to hear it. Shoutouts to Tabata and can't wait for the next chapter of Black Clover. Okay, moving forward. This one was a very big deal. A lot of people were talking about it nearly all day, the day that this happened, because over the weekend, Viz Media, and I want to say a few other places, but I know for sure Viz Media posted this letter and it comes from Shueisha. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the names of these companies, what they mean, who they are, Viz Media is a licensor for the West for anime and manga. More strongly with manga, like they get most of the big titles you know of usually viz media are the ones that handle them there's a few other distributors but viz is the biggest one to my knowledge and then they also occasionally get like an anime title or two like they had you know they still have naruto and bleach and then they've been picking up here and there they get like one punch man they'll, they'll get a little title here or there or whatnot but in particular especially when it comes to manga they have almost every big title you could possibly think of there's a few exceptions but nevertheless they're a very key player so them Posting a letter on behalf of Shueisha speaks volumes and the letter also speaks for itself as well But definitely speaks volumes in terms of like the position that a lot of these companies are getting put into like now Viz Media the fact that 
they're going this route and whatnot is showing that no we stand in solidarity with what's going on y'all been seeing lately on the landscape of youtube at the very least how many horrible things one thing after another the totally not marked situation like there's been a lot of things that's been going on and then now this just definitely gets me a little bit worried about the future of things how far are they going to go with this combat against piracy and a good chunk of these piracy things is not piracy but at the same time this is also I guess expanding on a story that we recently covered. Y'all remember, in case you don't, it was about Cloudfare, this big organization that has these servers that hosts pirated manga. So this is also an extension on that behalf, but just the fact that Viz Media put the note out there on behalf of Shueisha does say something. Let's read. Shueisha. Four publishers filed lawsuit against Cloudfare seeking injunctions against public transmission and reproduction of piracy content and damages. Also, by the way, this is definitely to put out an example of what they're trying to, you know, they're try, trying to strike fear in the hearts of uh, would-be pirates, would-be hosts in the future by letting this be known. On February 1st, Shueisha Inc. together with Karukawa, Kodansha, and Shogakugan filed a lawsuit against Cloudfare Inc. Headquarters San Francisco, California, USA in the Tokyo District Court seeking an injunction against the public transmission and reproduction of piracy contents and compensation for damages. The amount of damages claimed is based on one work by each plaintiff and $4 million in total for four works as a partial claim. The plaintiff's four publishers together with their legal advisors have been repeatedly called for Cloudfare concerning nine specific piracy sites which clearly infringe copyrights and the infringing content illegally stored on those sites. Stop public transmissions through Cloudfare server, stop temporary catching of Cloudfare servers in Japan, and cancel contracts with operators of piracy sites that are clearly illegal. Although Cloudfare eventually responded that they had taken the necessary measures for the sites in question, the company refused to provide any specific explanation as to which sites they had taken what measures. Above all, it is difficult to believe that the company had taken effective measures when the sites in question continue to operate at the same communication speed as before. Furthermore, technical verification by experts show there is a high probability that the piracy sites are still using the company's services and caching are still utilized. Based on the above background and recognition of the current situation, the four publishers have filed a lawsuit against Cloudfare seeking an injunction against the public transmission and reproduction of piracy contents and compensation for damages. Cloudfare is one of the largest content delivery network providers in the world. Cloudfare provides its service to nine of the top 10 malicious piracy sites in terms of traffic as of December 2021. It's interesting how different organizations, different industries catch up and do similar moves that were already done. This reminds me a lot of like when the music industry was on their crusade against piracy and they attacked. Remember Mega Upload? If you're a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You know a Mega Upload and of course, you know the originals, Napster, LimeWire, Kaza, all of those. But yeah, th this kind of is giving me those vibes like the manga industry just now because all of these companies bought into these big conglomerates and whatnot now they're on the counter attack on all of this stuff cdn providers set up high capacity servers in various parts of the world and temporarily duplicate the contents of the contracted sites on these servers to distribute the access points from users while at the same time ensuring the communication speed of the sites by delivering data from the several closest to the users the service itself is recognized as one of the public services essential for maintaining a comfortable internet environment the services provided by cdn providers in various countries are recognized as one of the public services that are indispensable for maintaining a comfortable internet environment major cdn 
providers take various measures to ensure that the site operator's identity is properly verified at the time of contract signing and that the site does not distribute illegal or unfair content. By contrast, Cloudflare CDN does not limit a period of free service and can be contracted with insufficient identification. Therefore, by using Cloudflare services, site operators can maximize the benefits of CDN services while keeping the origin server provider and the operator's IP address secret. Because of these characteristics, many piracy site operators who do not want to be identified are turning to Cloudflare CDN service. The origin servers and the other communication infrastructure used by the privacy sites do not have the capacity to handle more than 100 million accesses per month, even from the perspective of operating costs. Therefore, if Cloudflare service is discontinued, it will be impossible or extremely difficult for many malicious pirate sites to operate. In other words, Cloudflare service has become indispensable for the operation of many malicious piracy sites. Through this lawsuit, the four plaintiffs and their legal advisors would like to ask society whether the uncooperative attitude that Cloudflare has shown over the past few years in response to requests for cooperation in fighting piracy is appropriate for a company that is responsible for the public service of telecommunications infrastructure. Operating a pirate site is a criminal act. In order to fulfill our role as a publisher and trusted rights on contents that authors have poured their heart and soul into creating and to distribute them in an appropriate manner, Shueisha will continue to take strict action against infringements both criminal and civil. We would like to ask for the understanding and cooperation of our readers and related parties and it just lists their advisors and I know that was a lot but yeah in a nutshell they're not playing they're going after these cloud fair people they have the money and the backing now to do so they got the locations and they're setting a big example this is a big example and I don't want to say a scare tactic because they are very serious like there's legitimately some trouble you will see if you mess around with them right now they're not playing no more they want to expand and to do that they feel like they got to scale out as much piracy out of this industry as you can so that way you can make it more profitable they feel like the pirates will eventually because they love the medium so much resort to paying for it and i can see that with streaming services i don't know about like they're gonna ever resort to buying blu-rays again or something like that i think that's kind of that ship has sailed but i could see pirates if the option is not available and they see it's like 2.99 a month or they say it's 4.99 whatever uh, i can see some people if they really love it actually supporting it and that would bring in some people so i can understand that aspect but the way they're going about it aggressively is all freaking wrong uh, everywhere that we've seen on the platform there's publisher has shown us that they're not taking any sort of measures to ensure that people that are just talking around this stuff are safe and it's not cool so i don't know definitely an interesting case to say the least and i think that shueisha uh are clearly showing their hand that they're not pussyfooting around they're 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 coming after their copyright and it's been a long time coming in, in, in terms of like all of these services but i also got to throw in the big argument that everybody would use the fact that for the series that are not available in those locations it's more of a slippery slope of like hey well you know what i'm saying we're not stealing because it's not available here to buy anyway so i'm always going to hear that argument and i get that argument and i'm not for the publishers by any means but i'm also not necessarily against the pirates if that makes sense because there are some legitimate reasons but yeah uh there's my two cents on that one that was a little bit of a lengthy read shueisha uh kodansha shogat all of these corporations they are coming after the pirates and this cloud fair thing is going to be like a big like you know when usopp shot down the flag and shit like that 
this is what it seems to be what they're trying to do. This is the, the literature publishing industry's attempt at what the music industry kind of almost succeeded into a certain degree. So, yeah. Moving forward, something from the realm of Dragon Ball that blew a lot of people's minds. Like this film, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, because of the fact that it is a 3D CGI film, nobody wants none of that 3D, you know, CG. No, 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 no. We don't want that. However, this is what we're left with. They are playing around with a few different things. I'm hearing some rumors. I'm hearing some hubbub about what the villain is going to truly be. And it's not going to be just what, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm hearing all that stuff. But however, this right here was something that got me a little bit excited. Like, yay, they're, they're actually finally going to show appearance-wise on two characters in particular that time has passed. And those two characters I'm referring to are two that stood the same looking age from Majin Buu all the way through Super. Even though years have passed, Goten and Trunks. Because right here it says Dragon Ball Super Superhero anime film to open oh we also got the date for north america as well in north america this summer the dragon ball games battle hour 22 event on saturday revealed that the dragon ball superhero anime film will open in north america this summer and the event was streamed yada yada so we're definitely getting it this summer but the big thing of it all was that they showed a full-on stretch of this poster that initially we see goku gohan piccolo yada 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 and stretched over to the left side is krillin 18 bulma Again, nobody really cares. And it's a teenage Goten and Trunks. And oh my god, there's so many possibilities. I think people are still on the boat of from all the way back then. Remember when it was like, yo, there's 7 and 8 and they could go Super Saiyan. Oh my god. I think people are still on that boat of hoping that these two, especially now with these cool character designs aged up and shit like that, it would be nice for them to be able to be useful and show some really cool shit. I am so pumped. And they're doing the fusion. So we might see... Teenage Gotenks. Oh my god. This is hype. This is the hypest thing. Like, yeah, we're getting in North America in the in the summer. Cool beans. And, and it, I guess it's also a little weird because besides Dragon Ball Z's final episode, we still have yet to see what they look, and we probably won't see what they look like in full-on traditional 2D because this is still based on their 3D composite. So I don't know. If we do get a TV anime at some given point and this gets adapted into 2D, it'll be dope to see what they look like. But I ain't gonna lie, the designs look really dope. I like those designs better than the ones that we got at the end of Z. I'm gonna be honest with you. They look better here than they did in Z. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, okay, so I, there's a couple of dope things about this film that make you want to go watch it. This Goten and Trunks thing right here, a big one. The fact that the Red Ribbon Army is there, okay. Gohan throwing hands, that is something very big. Gohan looking like he's going to have his moment. Gotta wait and see, I guess, though, because I don't know. I'm still like, uh. And either way, people, Goten, Trunks, teenagers, let's go. It finally freaking happened, folks. This is not a false alarm. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. We got the weekly Shonen Jump. Author comments. I want to dig right in. Let's jump straight through. We got a new series that I have yet to talk about as well. It's called Earth Child, and the author is Hideo Shinkai. He said, My name is Hideo Shinkai, and I'll work super hard to create a manga that will give you a smile. And I felt like saying it with a deep voice because why the hell not? Let's go. We got Gege Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. First, I have to draw cockroaches, and now I'm only given wafers. This is abuse, I tell you. Uh, yo, imagine I put the uh, Fineva News episode, the title I put. Jujutsu Kaisen author accuses manga of abuse. Ah! That would be some wild ass clickbait. Oh, maybe we roll with that. Who knows? It sounds like a good joke, right? Good joke? Yeah, comedy. Hey. We got Richiro Inagaki, author of Dr. Stone. Will humans be going to the moon for fun and taking selfies soon? That'd be amazing. Let's see. I can't wait to see it happen, right? Uh, we got Gen Oska, author Doran Dororan. I had hot chocolate and Doroyaki. Dorayaki. This combo was sweet. Sweet happiness. 
I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you enjoy. I'm glad you're enjoying because you're doing uh, a lot better than than uh, your counterparts in the Shonen Jump rankings. Let's scoot on over here. We got... Let's go to Hajime Komodo, author of Marshall. Pure gummy powder is delicious. I wish they sold it separately. Alrighty then. Uh, we got Horikoshi, the author of the supposedly ending by the end of this year manga, My Hero Academia. Uh, Monoma's character design is based on Dane Dehan from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, dope. Dope insight there. We got Yuki Tabata, author of Black Clover. My staff has been playing games remotely together and also showing great teamwork with the manga. They are amazing. That's dope. You got a, a good staff. Shout outs there. I don't know why I just want to read this one. This is from the author of Witch Watch, Kenta Shinohara. My six-year-old daughter gave me a thousand yen and said, Now you don't have to work so hard. That's so sad. <laughs> That's probably more than what he made that day. No. <laughs> but yeah, people, those were the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Wow, I can't believe the author of Jujutsu Kaisen is being abused and Shonen Jump. This is terrible. Like, oh my god. <laughs> a weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Basically, these are the comments from the authors from Weekly Shonen Magazine. Those authors include people like Hiro Mashima, Nakaba Suzuki, all of the big dogs that are currently in the magazine right now. Let's read. There's a new series called Gachi Akuta by K. Urana. Let's read what this uh, new author had to say. And the art looks great, by the way. Although I've flipped the bird to a lot thus far, it's with great honor that I'll put my all into this series. Pleased to meet you all. I flipped the bird to a lot thus far. Mm, I wonder. This kind of sounding like a spicy new author. Okay, you flipped the bird many times, but you're going to try now. Okay, all right. Uh, then we got Negi Haruba, author of Ranger Reject. Donbai cup noodles are the best ones. It's my first time eating them fried. Okie dokie then. I wouldn't mind some fried noodles. I don't sound that bad actually. Uh, then we got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force. The new microwave oven I bought tunes up my guitar when I twist it and heats up when I bang the drums. Is this, is, this can't be his final author comment. I think there, there gotta be one more right the next chapter. Yeah, because what? <laughs> uh, then we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, Fairytale 100 Years Quest. The beta version of the free game I was developing has been completed. It's full of bugs, but soon it'll be ready so essentially the you know little free game that he was working on which i ain't gonna lie that is going to be an impressive impressive kit for him to bring if he wanted to try to get into game developing or if he wanted to create his own company of you know developing video games and whatnot that is a nice model like hey look i'm the founder and i know this already and then you hire some of the most you know top tier and boom i, I believe in hiro mashima i'm not gonna lie uh, then ken wakui author of tokyo revengers my laser treatment for hay fever is done come spring this year i'll be unstoppable is that something like maybe to remove allergies from like the eyes or something okay um shout out to him too by the way getting that done then we got george morikawa author of hajime no ippo uh yay we took the japan title is he referring to some sort of olympics i believe there was like some olympics if i'm not mistaken and yeah no i don't believe yeah there's no to your eternity this week so that should wrap up the author comments. And yeah, okay, I thought it was going to be this one, but apparently maybe next one, unless that's how Atsushi Okubo wanted to go out talking about uh, his microwave and banging on drums and stuff. But yeah, so those were the weekly Shorty Magazine author comments. A couple of interesting ones, I'm not going to lie. Again, the fact that Hiromashima is already at the point of releasing his little beta of his free video game, that's really cool. And again, just Hiromashima continuing to elevate continuing to inspire okay next up people it wouldn't be anime manga related news if it wasn't that demon slayer has done something insane yet again because some of the ratings are in for some of the latest stuff for demon slayer's anime y'all know we recently just 
wrapped up the season finale for the second season of Demon Slayer, the Entertainment District arc, and what a season it was, right? It was so freaking gorgeous and beautiful. And then if you're an Attack on Titan fan as well, you had beautiful Demon Slayer, beautiful Attack on Titan, Euphotable and Mappa on the same day. Those were some months to, to behold. I ain't gonna lie. But either way, Demon Slayer, with its finale and just in general last few episodes, has been tearing it up ratings-wise. I mean, I can't even fathom just the changing of the guard, so to speak, and what's happening in the anime manga industry world. The fact that Demon Slayer has gotten so popular that it continued all the way through to dwarf all of the competition, including big juggernauts that are some of the hugest anime on TV in Japan, such as Case Closed, such as One Piece, the Inuyasha spinoff, Yashime Princess, all of those huge hitters didn't even come close to Demon Slayer. And then on top of that, a couple of different things to say about the finale. For starters, the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Arc anime finale episode earned a 9.1% rating. And if you take a look, the only thing that beat it was, again, some of those kiddie anime. Like, yo, the kids really love some of those shits. Like, it's like, you know, over here, how on YouTube now, there's those shows that the kids watch nonstop. That's pretty much what it is with some of these, because there's something called... Saze-san, that again, you can even tell from the images for kids. It beat it by a whole 1.0. So that's another league. Again, a lot of kids stuff. But then right at number two, slaughtering everything else in its way. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District Arc with a 9.1. Beating out Chibi, Maruko-chan, Detective Conan, a.k.a. Case Close, Doraemon, One Piece, Yashihime Princess. My God, dog. This is so freaking insane. Absolutely insane. Like, you never would have thought. And with so much slander that the manga gets it's incredible to see that well that, that that didn't stop the anime at all in fact it was so much so so freaking hype that season two beat the winter olympics in tv viewership the weekends will not be fun anymore for Demon Slayer fans as the second season of the TV anime series has been finally concluded, but the series left a huge impression on the ranking charts of the media industry, especially in Japan, where it broke the viewership record of Winter Olympics 2022. Video Research Limited, a Japanese music research company, published the user data which showcased the anime TV ratings in Japan between January 31st and February 6th. During this period, Winter Olympics 2022 kicked off in Beijing, and Demon Slayer Season 2 delivered its penultimate episode. The ratings demonstrated that Demon Slayer Season 2 Episode 10, so yeah, that was the episode before the season finale. Again, it raked millions of viewers in a single week, eventually beating the peak individual viewership broadcast ratings of both the regular programming of the Beijing Olympics 2022 and its opening ceremony. Episode 10 of Demon Slayer Entertainment District delivered a jaw-dropping action sequence. Within the first seven days, the episode was viewed by a whopping 17.7 million viewers and 10.78 million million households all over Japan. The staggering number not only made this episode the most watched episode of the season, but even the opening ceremony of Winter Olympics 2022 fell short of this episode of Demon Slayer. The Beijing Olympics, which kicked off on February 4th, scored a viewership rating of 13.7% across 17.23 million viewers. Demon Slayer District Arc also been the most popular TV show in the Japanese subscription video on demand services for a consecutive 18 weeks and was also the most watched TV show of 2021 in 19 different streaming services across Japan. And yeah, people, essentially, in a nutshell, Demon Slayer came and it slayed big time between the finale doing a 1.0, between the fact that it beat the Winter Olympics. It beat the Winter Olympics. I, I need to stress that. An anime, a TV anime, not a movie, a, a TV anime beat the Winter Olympics. 
you cannot hate on great achievements and great feats and that's exactly what that is big big ups to demon slayer big ups to the entertainment district or big ups to the team at ufotable that put these masterpiece looking things together and yeah it's, it's just phenomenal so shout out to demon slayer like wow moving on with something that caught me heavily off guard i'm not gonna lie like i, I know we've been hearing about some murmurings for the last couple of years of that that hey they're gonna be doing something big for fma you know they're gonna celebrate the 20th anniversary all of that good stuff and i just always think like okay what they're gonna do open up a, a few cafes like you know I, you never really expect much especially one of the things about the full metal alchemist series opposed to like something let's just say out of weekly shown and jump or something like that is that full metal alchemist feels so conclusive right it's just this main objective it's so conclusive that there's ultimately not much room to do anything especially full metal alchemist is over like it's over over so there's not really like you can't you know milk out a bunch of sequels and stuff like that because it really wrapped up almost everything in a perfect nice bow of, a, of, a, of an ending you know what i'm saying so full metal alchemist really just isn't one of those series that lends itself to be able to put out multiple movies and all that stuff because a, a big thing is too that fans were just really invested in what happens in the tv anime anything in the movies is just like a, a nice treat to see the characters but they really wanted to see the resolution of the plot in the tv anime so when i was like okay you know, we're gonna do a celebration what is it this time what's the big hoorah hey cafes but uh it looks like they're doing something real big it says here full metal alchemist 20th anniversary new project announced a teaser visual featuring Scar has been revealed. More details on March 2nd, 2022. My birthday, March 2nd. Just saying. <laughs> and I'm not even gonna lie. It's kind of weird because that hand, it looks like a real hand. Like the, the face behind it, I don't know. It looks like it could be a CG composite. Maybe they don't have whatever. But what I'm trying to hint at is that this looks like this will be another live action. And maybe it seems like a Scar spinoff live action. And it said here as well, the poster, the teaser poster also has been distributed near movie theaters. Pure speculation, but it seems like we are getting a Scar spinoff based on the domain link as well and yeah it says full metal alchemist with a picture of scar's arm i wonder maybe they're gonna do like a cg full metal alchemist spinoff about scar that just sounds like it could be really cool or an absolute nightmare like holy cow why why i, I don't even know especially if this is even live action to begin with which it does seem to be the case like that arm is a real arm that's somebody's real arm um it's just really really strange and again they can't do much with what people would love people would love more of a big life or death situation with ed and al but their resolution is wrapped up at the end of the series anyways so how do you do that how do you how do you move forward with an ip well you do things like a, a scar spinoff and again is it a spinoff if it is live action i'm wondering if, is it going to be connected to the live action that they put out um I, I believe what was it netflix released it over here in the west i i've yet to see it to be honest with you like i saw a little bit i want to say maybe like a few minutes and whatnot so and i've heard everybody just bash the crap out of it as well uh so that won't be good i don't know I'm, I'm interested though and nevertheless it's crazy that they're still trying to sneak something out from full metal augments they're like yo dog we got this giant ip massive fan base and we can't do shit because the author did too well of a job of wrapping things up and making it so tight and concise that it's hard to fit in a, a movie or something that is really going to be accepted by fans because what do you really do and they're like well scar's a fan favorite let's throw that motherfucker out there and see what happens so yeah people full metal alchemist 20th anniversary new project announced a teaser visual featuring scar revealed more details march 2nd maybe it'd be an ad if it's an anime scar spinoff movie thingy i'd be okay but that's a real hand so probably not gonna be anime okay people next up y'all know it's been a bajillion announcements by now about this but it seems as though fire force 
uh, is and, and has come to an end, to my knowledge, as of the recording of this video. It seems as though Fire Force has released its final chapter, at the very least, over there in Japan. But there's been a bunch of little um, announcements here or there regarding Fire Force. In general, for starters, I guess let's say that it says here, and this was published a couple days ago now, that Atsushi Okubo will make a serious announcement after the Fire Force manga ends and a lot of people are like wait 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 a minute wait a minute wait a minute what does that mean serious announcement i mean it could just be again his retirement there's that possibility i i, I don't know if they're gonna go that far as him like hey i gotta announce like he already announced back in 2020 that yo this is probably gonna be my final work so if he actually did go and like yo it's retirement uh yeah but he clearly has some big announcement and again i'm almost betting anything that if it's not a season three maybe it'll be a film maybe they'll try going the film route see if the film pops off and then they'll do one more season for the anime i don't know but yeah so he got a big announcement coming again with the finale of fire force which i believe again has already been released over there in japan then also apparently he left behind or he passed the baton so to speak because it says here fire force creator atsushi okubo is saying goodbye and is officially quote-unquote passing the baton to kei urana creator of the new action manga Gachi Akuta in Weekly Shonen Magazine, which if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I actually just read an author comment from that new author. So that's the person that Atsushi Okubo, the, the creator of Fire Force, is actually pushing to be like, yo, do something great. It's kind of like when I believe Kishimoto left the, the magazine of Weekly Shonen Jump with Naruto. And then, like, everybody kept on, oh, you know, he's passing the baton to Deku. So, this is the, the Deku of Weekly Shonen Magazine. I don't know how far this is going to go, but, wow, you know, to actually be here, man. You know, we, we talk a lot about, like, yo, this series is going to come to an end, and that series is ending and all that jazz. But to really be here with it, I wonder what that, first of all, that final announcement is going to be. But also, it's just... It's crazy, man, and it'd be wild to really never see another Atsushi Okubo work again. I think Atsushi Okubo might be one of those authors, it's just pure speculation, that will take a long-ass break and come back and probably will never commit to another long work like Soul Eater or Fire Force, but will come back at some given point and maybe throw out a little, like, yo, here's a one-shot giant manga, or here's, you know, something there. I'm working on an anime with some uh, a studio or something like that. So I don't see them ever completely leaving, you know, the, the form of storytelling completely, but probably this will be the last long form because it takes a lot out of them. Especially, you went and you created two hits. You created Soul Leader and Fire Force, two big shonen manga and anime hits. So kudos to Atsushi Okubo. And yeah, again, that... Is going to be eating me until we get the full-on announcement of what that thing is that Atsushi Okubo is uh, going to announce. Again, I, I'm calling anime or movie. Anime or movie. One or the other. Season 3 or movie. We'll see, though. And either way, yeah, a whole lot of Fire Force. It seems as though this part for the course when a series, a big series at that ends, usually there's a bunch of small announcements that come after it. Whether there's going to be a type of sequel of sorts or spin-offs or, you know, whatever it may be, movies and stuff like that. So we're probably going to be in that era for Fire Force for the foreseeable future, especially with the official final chapter of Fire Force being released over there in Japan. Okay, I want to be very transparent as I report this story. One, I'm not familiar with this series, okay? I'm not familiar with the anime. I've heard of this series before, uh, but I'm not familiar with it. Two, I had no idea until like a day or two ago that this was actually really important to people. <laughs> when I saw the announcement, I was like, oh cool, some anime I've really only barely heard of and got a second season. Hey, why, why not? And a lot of y'all hit me up constantly all over the place. I thought it was like a troll thing at first. Like, how is this this loved, this beloved, and this impactful? And I didn't know about it. But 
hey, you know, even one slips by me from time to time. Because apparently, the big announcement that's rocked a lot of anime fans recently is that Classroom of the Elites is getting a second season, I believe, or they said a sequel. Let's see. Classroom of the Elite TV anime gets sequel. The official website for the TV anime adaptation of Siogo Kinugasa's announced on Monday that the anime is getting a sequel. Light novel illustration Sunsaku's Tomose drew a visual to commemorate the announcement, and I've seen this visual everywhere. And again, I'll be honest with you, like, where the hell have I been? <laughs> where have I been that I really did not know the cultural relevance this anime has to anime and manga fans? Well, really, anime fandom. Like, I, I, I genuinely didn't know. So when people kept on adding me on Twitter, at first I thought it was like a troll brigade or something like, oh, they're just trying to get attention. Nobody cares. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm getting comments on you. Oh, 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 okay. So yeah, let, let, let's talk about it then. Even though I'm not really familiar with it and I usually don't like to dive into it. But yeah, this is what's happening. It's getting a second season. That's really dope for the fans. And I probably should look into it because a lot of y'all were really very passionately um, saying, yo, you should talk about this. You need to talk about this. So yeah, I'm going to take a look, see what's going on there. Classroom of the Elite, second season, sequel, anime, whatever you want to call it. Uh, confirmed announced okay people and last story of the episode not the biggest story in the world but one that i had to point out because a lot of black clover fans for a good minute now have complained that certain brands that house certain products for other uh, notable anime and manga and stuff like that um haven't had representation for black clover there hasn't been no black clover in this particular market and a lot of fans for a while i've always heard i was just kind of like uh, you know, what can you do? We, we just didn't reach that point. However, it is happening because um, Funko Pop, Funko Pop never had Black Clover ones. They announced right here, it says Funko Fair 2022 Pop Animation Black Clover. And you can actually pre-order the collection now. They got, okay, Noel, Asta, Yuno, and it looks like Luck as well. And then there seems to be like some keychains. Or maybe the keychains come with the Luck one, I'm not sure. But I would easily buy all three of them. And it's about freaking time. It's weird. Why now? They must be searching for like other, you know, smaller IPs right now. They already did all the big IPs. So they're like, oh, let's get a little, something a little bit smaller. Maybe still very big, but not as, you know, popular as some of the other ones. And they dropped Black Clover. And I bet you anything, Black Clover fans are going to show up for this. I truly feel Black Clover fans, wherever they at, whenever they run into one of these FYE, wherever, they're going to grab them those Black Clover Pop Funkles and, and show them, oh, oh, Black Clover fans, they may not be the largest group. But they're the most supportive group and they're going to do their thing. So shout outs to Funko Pop finally seeing the error of their ways and releasing this really cool and awesome collection of Funkos. Again, Noel, Asta, Yuno, and Luck. And I, at the very least, I know for sure I'm going to have Asta and more than likely I'll have Yuno. Maybe if I get a chance, i get Noel and Luck. I'll probably get Luck too, depending. He looks really cool in that poles with the ice and stuff like that but yeah people black clover funko pops uh finally incoming and i'm getting a couple of different sources that are telling me a couple of different things but essentially in a nutshell it seems as though dr stone is about to end at any moment it feels as though because i got a couple of different sources telling me a couple of different things i guess for starters let's go with a little bit more uh tame than more in advance notice because it says here courtesy of the unofficial weekly shonen jump twitter account dr stone is reaching its climax next week on weekly shonen jump issue number 14 the series is receiving a color page and a page increase in the same issue regarding ending affirmations the series is indeed going through the same pattern series such as haikyuu the promised neverland and kimetsu no yaiba ended with still take everything with a grain of salt until further information comes 
next week so i'm wondering like what does that mean are they meaning like the ending is going to have like a time skip with like kids and stuff like that because i want to say maybe one or two of those has like you know a time skip of them older and stuff like that so maybe that's what they're saying uh, but that's one source that says like yo it's entering its climax next week however there's another source that says not something else entirely it says that dr stone manga is going to end within the next few chapters presumably in two chapters on march 7th 2022 and that's from adding news and facts they said that they believe it's going to be two and if you add one plus one with what weekly shonen jumps unofficial twitter account said regarding that it's going the same route as the promised neverland uh demon slave kamesu no yaiba it might be the case that they are able to pinpoint oh, okay so this chapter is just like one of those second to last chapters next week we're probably going to get the final chapter i don't know but it seems as though potentially with the next couple weeks dr stone might be completely coming to an end very very interesting you know because you hear these things for a long time it's been a, i want to say what like a year year and a half or so that it's been said that dr stone was coming to an end that it was uh, you know on its final hoorah and then to hear now that not only is it coming to an end but it might be ending within the next couple weeks that is wild this generation of shonen is coming to an end we're already like it's funny because people like myself that have been around since you know before naruto bleach you know the original big three ended or whatnot like i was around for that generation and now i'm almost coming to the end of an entire new generation dr stone was a part of that new my hero academia black clover yada yada and dr stone's ending we know my hero is on its final arc and potentially going to end by the end of this year black clover seems like it could potentially if uh, yuki tabata decided within the next few chapters he could pull the plug as well we're entering new grounds for weekly shonen jump magazine and it's freaking crazy though like i did not this one hit me by surprise very heavy because i'm like wait a minute, manga's gonna end within the next couple chapters, it's it's heading towards its climax, what the hell is going on, and again, I know people have been saying that Dr. Stone feels like it's an endgame for a little bit now, but it's crazy, man, seeing another one bites the dust, but of course, all good things must come to an end, and despite the fact that people love Dr. Stone, I'm personally a more fan of the anime, just because I have a blast just sitting back and enjoying and all the little science facts and all of that cool stuff, and just in general, I really enjoy the adaptation, so I'm more of an anime guy, and I'm hoping that they do a faithful adaptation now that i'm thinking because what could this mean for the future of the anime i mean things are a little bit different now where a series can end in terms of the manga's run and the anime still going hence a la demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba you know the manga ended uh, quite some time ago now and we're still getting new seasons of the anime so there's a possibility they could do that i don't know if dr stone is popular enough to support itself without its manga at least being present to say hey people remember this care about it so we gotta wait and see but yeah dr stone heading towards its climax and it very well could potentially end within the next two chapters on March 7th. What a speedball, though. I can't even imagine right now. Like, yo, Shonen Jump is about to have, again, a major breakdown. Like, I, I went through this where everything started leaving Billsy Bump, Toriko, Kotekyo, Hitman Reborn, Naruto, Bleach. And it's about that time dr stone fans enjoy while it's here next up let's change the vibe a little bit let's talk about the top 50 best-selling manga of the week and of course as always the stats are courtesy of jose underscore k over on twitter so let's start off with 
uh, volumes 50 or places 50 through 41. And I feel like we're going to be once again seeing a lot of familiar faces. And I think until some of these movies start to leave theaters, it's going to be this way. Because a good chunk of volumes 50 through 41 is yet again riddled with Jujutsu Kaisen volumes. Surrounding it is stuff again like number 50, My Dress Up Darling with 12,000 this week. My Dress Up Darling at 41. Then we got a little mystery to Lunakari there at 42. Um, let, let's jump over. Let's see what the next list is looking like. Volumes or places 40 through 31. At 40 is Worst Gaiden Zenton Sensei. And I have no idea what the hell that series is, but kind of looks cool. It looks like a dope series there. Wow. Okay, then moving up a little bit. Let's see. Let's see what Witch Watch. Witch Watch Volume 4. That's a more newer series in Weekly Shonen Jump. I haven't seen much buzz for it, but in 10 days, it has done 32,407 copies with its latest uh, week doing 15 thousand copies so which watch it's doing i i think it's doing enough to survive but uh that's another one that i can see going the way of like what just happened with maguchan i can see which watch even though it's been lasting right like it's four volumes now at this point i can see which watch getting canned i just don't hear much talk about it it doesn't get like the you know cult following like sakamoto days so we'll see i mean it's honestly in the ballpark of what sakamoto days does sales wide so it's doing better than sakamoto days to a certain degree but we'll wait and see uh then moving forward a little bit again a little more jujutsu kaisen we got at number 33 let's try and pronounce this ready we got mikata ga yowa sugete mikata ga mikata ga yowa sugite hojo maho ni teshi data kyute mahoshi sui Oh my god. Duiho Sarates. Oh, I, I, I give up. I give up. I'm gonna lie. I'm getting, I'm getting like a, a, an anxiety attack just trying to read this shit. I, I give the hell up. Yeah, there's that series right there. Volume 2 of it did 17,000, whatever the heck you call it. Holy cow, that was... I, I'm gonna have nightmares about trying to pronounce that one. Then we got a 32, Tokyo Revengers, Volume 25, another 17.5. Maybe a million next week? If not, definitely the following week. Then we got places 30 through 21. Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 0, another 18,000. God damn, keep running it up. Yo, we got number 28. Remember this one? I made a video, a first impression reaction uh, to the first couple episodes of it. Redo of Healer. In case you don't uh, remember what it is, it's like some revenge twisted thing where dude, like he's getting his revenge after being tortured and all sorts of stuff and he's able to heal. It's an experience and a half and a PTSD inducing experience to watch Redo of Healer. I ain't gonna lie, like, I, I still ain't recovering. It's been like a year plus, but okay. So we got volume ten there, and uh, eighteen thousand. Wow, eighteen thousand deprived people that bought those volumes. Hey, nah, I don't want to judge people. It is what it is. If you you're into some sick shit, you're into some sick shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> then we got volume twenty-seven of Twin Star Exorcist, twenty-one thousand in ten days, total forty-one thousand. Not bad, not bad. Then we got volume six of another series that I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce in seven days, twenty-one thousand. Then at number twenty-one. So it fell off because I want to say it was top 10 last week. It fell off a little bit. My Hero Academia Team Up Mission Volume 3 with 22,000. I think that's really good numbers for this random spinoff that nobody really talks about. So shout outs to that. Then we got places 20 
through 11. We got at number 20, Nobunaga Concerto, volume 22. This is something that I've never read. <laughs> uh, we got Yoku wa Wakaranai. Yo, who is translating these names? Jesus Christ. Yeah, because looking at this 20 through 11, again, I can't really pronounce some of these shits, and I'm not going to attempt. So we're going to jump straight over to the top 10. There we go. At number 10. At number 10, volume 18 of Jujutsu Kaisen with 35,000. Dope stuff. Seraph of the End in 10 days, almost 70,000. So it's still a, a, a decent seller. It's interesting. The, the author wants to uh, wrap up Owari no Seraph, but finally, maybe they've gotten to that point where it's like, okay, we could do it or, you know, whatever's happening behind the scenes. Then we got Yoamushi Pedal, volume 76. I never understand how many, how does it have so many volumes with 37,006 days? Like, wow, that, that dude's eight though. You got to think, because 76 volumes? Jesus. And then we got an Isekai series. We got, is that one of the slime series? Tensai Shitara. Yeah, I'm not sure. The Fable, the second contact volume two with 49,000, almost 100,000. Wow, what is that? Almost 100,000 in 10 days. Not bad at all. We got Death March, Kara, Hajimaru, Isekai, Kios, Kyoku. Wow, I'm butchering shit. This is the butcher episode. We're gonna call it Yo, the butcher's coming, Benny. Shout outs to Benny. Zelda. Then we got top three. We got Kamitachi ni Hiro Warete Otoko with 70,000. God damn, dog. I need to get up on some of these shits. Uh, number two, uh, I've heard of Chihaya Furu. I didn't realize it was still going. Volume 48, 77,000. Okay, I still got a following. And um cranking out on top of everything at number one yet again second week in a row in 10 days with a 10 day total of 548,000 we got my hero academia volume 33 with 233,000 copies this week uh doing fantastic it's crazy that my hero is supposed to end this year and it looks like it's going to end this year because it feels like it's going to end this year it's, it's kind of crazy and it's my hero academia look at the sales look at those sales over half a million in 10 days that is marvelous honestly so it's gonna be wild to see um shueisha put that thing down but i guess only time will tell right we gotta wait and see i don't know like how much more in the magazine is really all that successful to carry the magazine once you let go of a series like my hero something to think about i mean we got some hitters some heavy hitters and stuff but my hero half a million in 10 days and nothing to sniff at yeah that's the top 10 best-selling manga volumes of the week uh, always a treat. Okay, people, next up, Hunter Hunter fans down bad. If there's a little piece of article news somewhere, something, Fanab's gonna have to find it so I can talk to you guys and say, hey, there's something relevant in the world of Hunter Hunter, considering the author is three years plus with no chapter. Left everybody just like, yeah, I'm gonna get it done. Oh, oh I'm... I get it done when I get it done, dog. Like, it's crazy. But uh, we got a little bit of fun stuff going on in the world of Hunter Hunter because apparently they put out the official Gungi game. You remember Gungi? That's what the king, the ant king, was playing with Kamugi, if I'm not mistaken. That was her name. They were playing that game Gungi. It says here Hunter Hunter's Gungi board game gets first official real life set. The fictional Gungi board game in Yoshihiro Togashi's Hunter Hunter manga series is getting its first official real life set for anyone to play. Although the game's rules were not explained in detail in the original manga universal music japan recreated the pieces and rules the object of the game is to checkmate the opponent's king by maneuvering pieces on a nine by nine board besides the advanced rules depicted in the series like stacking up to three pieces and placing your pieces wherever you like at the start of the game there are also entry level beginner and intermediate level rules the company released a four minute explaining video on its youtube channel on monday to accompany the product's launch a regular version featuring just 
just a board and pieces and a high-end version which also comes with pieces holders and cases available for order in japan through the universal music store online until may 8th and the orders are expected to ship on september 16th and it's approximately 41 dollars i ain't gonna lie 41 dollars doesn't sound completely ridiculous because i'll see like the you know dragon ball monopoly board for like somewhere in that ballpark so 41 dollars for this new game that's you know based on a really <laughs> hype game from hunter hunter and considering um you know it's it's a wasteland for hunter hunter related stuff i think that's a fair deal i mean importing it if you're like in the west and stuff that's probably if it's going for 41 probably gonna run you about like 70 something bucks to get it over here maybe even 80 depending where you're at whatnot probably on shipping and all that stuff usually it goes double especially if you can't get it through those stores whatever so you're probably gonna pay a hefty a hefty fee but either way 41 bucks and you get to play and relive Goongi Yoshihiro Tagashi here's my plea you got me talking about Goongi board games to you know try to fill the void for Hunter Hunter fans you got us down bad you got us down real bad come back already dog come back come on come on come on you know you want to come on but yeah people Hunter Hunter Goongi real life yeah. Okay, people, next up, it seems as though Call of Duty is going balls to the wall with the continual crossovers of Attack on Titan. We recently talked about Attack on Titan having crossovers with Call of Duty, and it, it just didn't look the greatest. But now I'm hearing, and there's an article out, we're going to talk about it here, that there's more Attack on Titan related stuff because the armored titan is out on call of duty and wow <laughs> I, I i don't even really know much of what to say for this one let's just i guess get to the article and we'll talk then attack on titans armored titan invades call of duty a new bundle call of duty vanguard and call of duty warzone pacific are officially armoring up with the addition of the new tracer pack attack on titan armor titan mastercraft bundle that's right the armor titan is busting through the walls to deliver everything from special weapons to an armored titan operator skin and it's all available now items you'll find within the pack include armored strength assault rifle the colossus sniper rifle and the kenny the ripper inspired anti-personal pistol weapon roland zimmet of the barbarian faction can suit up in the armored titan operator skin and you'll be able to customize your emblem with the symbols of the three walls and adorn weapons with the titan serum charm and it has a shot of what looks like again the armored titan holding an armored pistol uh, or an armored gun and okay maybe maybe it'd be cool I, i'm not familiar it says like like if you're operating in like a tank almost so that kind of makes sense and i guess that kind of be could be cool it doesn't look as bad as like the other one did where they had what was it, it was like a guy cosplaying as levi or some shit this one it kind of looks a little weird it doesn't look exactly but eh, it doesn't bother me as much as the other dlc pack did of attack on titan that one if i did play cod i could see myself picking that up that looks kind of like cool and hey you know i'm playing the armor titan i'm playing call of duty yeah but yeah uh attack on titan and, and call of duty's crossovers is not finished yet um armor titan and call of duty what is it is in both of them yeah it's in uh warzone pacific and vanguard so yeah if you want to get your call of duty attack on titan armored whatever on you can do that yeah, I don't know. I'm just never a big fan of, again, I'm not a Call of Duty guy. I'm not a, a first-person shooter guy. I'm sorry. Okay, people, next up is a follow-up story to something we was talking about, I want to say, sometime last week regarding the big, massive return of Futurama. Yeah, I heard Futurama is supposed to be returning. I think there was like 20 episodes ordered for Hulu, all of that hoorah. I, I believe it was also announced that Futurama was headed back to Adult Swim, so that was a really big deal as well. Like, a lot of really cool things going for Futurama. However, John 
DiMaggio, um, and maybe rightfully so. I'm not judging him. I'm not judging anything right now. I'm just giving you guys the facts. John DiMaggio, voice of Bender, will not be returning. It's somewhat of a salary dispute, and it's also just, it seems a little bit more like he's trying to take a stand of, you know, for in general, everybody. Some people might argue it's selfish. Some people might say, yo, pay them what they're worth. This is what we know thus far. Futurama's John DiMaggio addresses absence from Hulu Revival. Not voicing Bender is about self-respect. On February 9th, Hulu ordered a 20-episode revival. Cohen and Matt Gronin's beloved animated series, which will welcome back a number of original voice actors, including Billy West as Fry and Katie Siegel as Leela. At the time, a source told our sister site Variety that producers were hopeful DiMaggio would come back to voice snarky robot Bender, but acknowledged the role may need to be recasted. Deadline later reported that stalled contract negotiations were behind DiMaggio's absence, though he reportedly received an offer in line with the one given to West and Seagal for their returns. DiMaggio felt it, quote-unquote, was not competitive based on Futurama's previous success and name recognition. The Hulu revival was then announced without DiMaggio on board. Just to be clear, I don't think that only I deserve to be paid more. I think the entire cast does, DiMaggio clarified in a Twitter statement on Tuesday. Negotiations are a natural part of working in showbiz. Everyone has a different strategy and different boundaries. Their price. Some accept offers, some hold their ground. The actor went on to call Ben the part of his soul, adding that nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful to the fans or my Futurama family. It's about self-respect and honestly being tired of an industry that's become far too corporate and takes advantage of artists' time and talent. He concluded, though, that he is still hoping for the best regarding his potential return to the show. And of course, Futurama originally aired for four seasons on Fox from 99 to 2003, and it was returned from 08 to 2013. And now it's returning once again in 2023. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Like, I, I want more Futurama, but I couldn't imagine Futurama, 20 episodes of Futurama with no Bender or recasted Bender. That was just John DiMaggio's portrayal, performance, and, and vocally, he's too unique. Like, where do you find a John DiMaggio at? You ain't gonna find a John DiMaggio, so... Uh, maybe in the ninth hour they could squeeze in. Okay, he got it. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they came to an agreement or whatnot. And I'm not, I, at the end of the day, how could I go against John DiMaggio? I feel like realistically, yeah, if these, you know, I, I just reported on the Writers Guild for cartoons and animation, you know, going up against the industry basically saying, hey, we're not getting paid enough, probably is happening to the voice actors as well, especially they're not the same as on-camera roles and stuff like that. Probably John DiMaggio is sick of getting X, Y, and Z, and he feels he deserves. I mean, Futurama's been going for 20 plus years or some crazy shit right like what 23 years or something like that like it's been a long freaking time it'll be its 24th anniversary i believe by the time it arrives so yeah john dimaggio standing his ground i'm looking forward to seeing what happens i don't know if i would watch futurama without bender i'm gonna just keep it real or without john dimaggio's portrayal as bender because <laughs> what's futurama without bender i just i I don't know. It's Fry, Leela, you know, the, the other cast are great and everything. And it's not all about Bender, but yeah, I, I don't know about this one, Chief. Either way, seems as though Bender is not returning, or at the very least, John DiMaggio is not returning uh, to reprise his role as Bender in the upcoming Futurama revival, but you never know. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. Without getting into any spoilers, because I'm not really spoiled myself, but some people might take it as spoilers, because the ending of Fire Force has come about. The manga, in particular, has ended, and a lot of people have been circulating. I've seen it 
briefly trending over on Twitter as well. The very final page of Fire Force. Because one of the things that we spoke about here on Forever News over a year ago now at this particular point is that the author, Atsushi Okubo of Fire Force, has said that he's not doing any more new manga. However, in the final page, just like they do with every shonen author and ongoing manga, it says here, thank you for reading. Please look forward to Okubo Sensei's next work. And again, they do that majority, I, I believe with majority of authors, right? So they said that, and a lot of people were like, wait a minute, I thought he retired. And then at the end, the very last thing, and I'm not going to say what's happening or whatnot, but it definitely leaves a lot of questions, is the very last text that you see is, next is Soul World. Now, a lot of people are taking that as, oh, God, Okubo is doing a new manga. It's going to be like Four Nights of the Apocalypse. And that's very well possible because they're, you know, Four Nights of the Apocalypse is also in Weekly Shonen Magazine. It could be a new shtick that they're coming up with or maybe a way to keep the author around a little bit longer or something like that. So he very well could be doing some spinoff series. More than likely to me, because they're separate companies, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, like Soul Leader is under one publisher and Fire Force is under another don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Soul Leader was Shogakugan. I might be off on that. Either way, um, more than likely what that means is next is Soul World in terms of next is Soul Leader essentially confirming that Fire Force is a prequel to Soul Leader. That's all I think what was done with that ending. Again, I could be totally off. I don't know the context of it. I don't know what happened in the last 130 chapters or something like that. Like it, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'm going to assume that next is Soul World is just confirming that in his own head canon, I guess you could say, or it is canon because it is, he's the creator at the end of the day. Um, Atsushi Okubo was saying that Fire Force is indeed a prequel um, to Soul Leader. That's what I got out of that. But again, it could be that's the big announcement or something like that. He's going to, you know, end Fire Force and start Soul World and it's going to be a big crossover. Again, I don't know how that would work. That would be insane, though, a crossover between Soul Leader and Fire Force. Again, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean... Atsushi Okubo could turn into like the way Hiromashima is and you know have big crossovers with his big series and stuff like that but yeah next is Soul World curious what you guys think about that on the docket is a little manga sales update for the series you may have heard of it called Kaiju number eight it's a more I guess you would say fresh series I believe it started in 2020 if I'm not mistaken out of Shonen Jump Plus and it has I believe six volumes out as of the recording of this video and it's had some pretty freaking amazing years of content thus far in fact in my personal best manga of the year event that i did alongside other big anime and manga content creators from youtube uh we actually gave kaiju number eight i want to say it was like the third best manga of 2021 like it's been doing great it's been doing fantastic and it's had some abnormal success to say the least considering it's not in a mainstream you know physical publication it's a digital exclusive so it's really just doing crazy things considering it's a whole new avenue so to speak of selling manga and you know digital magazine distribution and all that jazz however we got a big update it says here that kaiju number eight has reached six 0.7 million copies in circulation with volume 6 and oh my god people are not ready it's only a few more years i want to say probably if we're in 2022 right now somewhere in 2023 i'm guessing we're gonna get the big announcement that kaiju number eight is getting an anime because this is like destined to succeed if it fails it'll go along the lines of something like terra for mars because that's where i'm at with it right now i feel like kaiju number eight could have that type of attack on titan level of success however if it fails it'll go the route of terra for mars that we thought would be the next attack on titan and then terra for mars became 
Terra from Mars, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 6.7 million copies already. Just so freaking astronomical to think about. That is basically averaging over a million copies per volume. Kaiju number eight, baby. If you ain't read on it, you ain't check it out, go check it out. I'm telling you, really dope stuff too because the main character is a little bit older. He's like, I believe 30 if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, gives you a little bit of a feel of like, well, it's a shonen type of story, but with like an older protagonist. How does that work? Kaiju number eight will show you. And it's, again, freaking awesome so far. Awesome cast, awesome threats, crazy stuff. Just really good all the way around. 6.7 million copies. Yeah. Next on the docket is an update on Tatsuki Fujimoto, the creator of chainsaw man i kind of feel like uh, i'm just updating on an author that like yo we don't really see him doing too much and he's doing a whole lot at the same time because technically like yeah we're waiting for chainsaw man 2 and we're waiting for the chainsaw man anime but he's still been dropping bombs like that look back one shot that he dropped last year was easily one of my favorite things that i read last year so i gotta commend him for that so don't mistake for a second when i say he's not doing too much he's doing a whole lot but he's not doing too much of what we particularly initially fell in love with his storytelling for which well a lot of us at the very least i know there's some people that they fire punch was there first for them but uh yeah chainsaw man it says here tatsuki fujimoto's short stories collection 17 through 21 which was one volume it was called 17 through 21 and the other one is 22 through 26 are respectively the second and third best selling volume ones in japan's 2021 fourth quarter basically from october to december tatsuki fujimoto had the second and third best selling volume ones it's interesting like it looks like nowadays more and more they're pushing whenever an author starts to blow up to start adding characteristics and adding certain things to the authors like they they build a brand at the same time not only just like hey he wrote something really cool like look at Hiromashima like honestly Hiromashima would be one of the top manga creators that I would love to collaborate with not because of the levels of success he's reached there's obviously you know more popular authors out there but just because he looks like there's just so much to him there's so much creativity there's so much more to him and that's really dope and it seems like Tatsuki Fujimoto you know the way he goes out of jump his final comments is see ya like he has a, a interesting personality and I want to say there was even this video one time that I saw like trending around on YouTube and whatnot of Tatsuki Fujimoto the actual person before he blew up and whatnot he was doing something like really weird like jumping around in a video or something so a funny dude all around and either way it's really dope to hear his work has uh reached that level of success that like yo these are one shots imagine when chainsaw man comes back that's one thing that i do want to say and i haven't made a video on this and i may make a big full-length video on this at some given point hopefully chainsaw man they they're not letting it burn out the flame and what i mean by that is yo dog they ain't nothing chainsaw man right now they ain't no like you know what i'm saying they ain't no anime they ain't no manga they ain't no video game nothing going on right now so when it does return with the anime and the manga part two and all that stuff how much of the fan base and how much of that love and, and waiting is still going to be left opposed to like you know when demon Slayer ended we still got the anime ongoing so we're going to keep on you know waiting every year and whatnot and there's still like the spin-off mangas and stuff like that like i feel like they didn't prepare enough and i feel like maybe because of also like the nature of chainsaw man that like you know it's a big chainsaw for a head you need 3d cg and stuff like that to make that happen maybe it was a bit more than they can chew because also they understand people absolutely despise cg when it's in their 2d animation so yeah that could also be an issue but yeah really interesting and very different 
of an approach they've taken with Chainsaw Man thus far. And Tatsuki Fujimoto, he's still cooking up. I think he's probably going to release one more one shot, I want to say they said. And then we're going to get Chainsaw Man. But we'll see what the climate is looking like. I feel like there's still a strong possibility that majority of the fans are going to show up regardless. They're, they're waiting patiently or whatnot. But, you know, an anime already, it's been a, a year since the manga ended and it was announced and all that jazz. Like, yeah we'll see though i guess moving forward updates on fairy tale 100 years quest seem to be on the way in terms of the anime yeah, i know it's been a minute now since the fairy tale anime and manga had ended the original run and then it was a few years back that uh essentially a sequel manga titled fairy tale 100 years quest had started and it was literally fairy tale it straight up is it's fairy tale it's lucy it's all the characters same cast characters i, I it almost feels like hiro mashima was so torn on ending fairy tale that he was like well what about if i end fairy tale but i don't end fairy tale what about if i just make literally fairy tale continue and just take off the branding or change the branding and whatnot and have somebody i think somebody else does the art or somebody else writes it one of the other i want to say hiromashima writes and somebody else does the art for fairy tale andrea's quest and then hiromashima does everything for eden zero i could be wrong on the eden zero part but i'm almost certain it's completely hiromashima minus his staff and whatnot but uh either way uh yeah we've been waiting for a minute now because we had the big announcement that fairy tale 100 years quest is getting an anime and we just got a little update here that it says from volume 19 of eden zero that's probably one of the latest ones i'd imagine a little info about the anime adaptation of fairy tale 100 years quest details and information will be announced at any time in weekly shonen magazine stay tuned announcements should be coming soon so at the very least that means that they're prepping up they're giving a little bit of promo about like hey you know the anime and whatnot which that's not the biggest update in the world honestly it's just like a little blurb on uh, pushing a, a book or whatnot but that does mean that they want to keep people in the loop that fairy tale 100 years quest because if we just got the announcement not that long ago i want to say it was a few months i want to say it was a few months back that we got the big announcement of fairy tale 100 years quest getting an anime then i want to say maybe by the end of this year we could see something with the fairy tale 100 years quest anime and at the very least in the meantime they can be like that's one of the cool things that weekly shonen jump does like they'll show you the character designs each and every week like here's three more character designs for the upcoming you know my hero movie or whatever like they'll do things like that to get the fans hype they should do more of that like okay can we get some character designs for the upcoming fairy tale 100 years quest anime so yeah just in a nutshell them giving once again a heads up of like hey fairy tale anime fairy tale 100 years quest anime in particular is on the way keep on the lookout so hopefully again they'll throw some like more you know character designs and stuff like that as we approach just to see what things are looking like but from somebody that has read a good chunk of the fairy tale 100 years quest manga it's literally fairy tale continued on and like maybe a slight difference in the art style nothing drastic nothing that is really like oh my god like if you're with the trained eye yeah sure you're gonna catch it but for the most part you should be good yeah but fairy tale 100 years quest anime updates incoming hopefully we get something again soon i'm, I'm interested i wonder if a one pictures is still going to be the ones doing it or since they already did fairy tale they're probably not going to want to get that i don't know a1's been real iffy lately either way yeah fairy tale and years quest anime coming with some news sometime okay people next up we got the top 10 best-selling manga series of the week not the volumes the series themselves as a collective so let's start off at number 10 we got bake monogatari that's an interesting and familiar name uh with 58,818 that's crazy they're still releasing uh more bake monogatari is this just like back order stuff because again this is the full collective like is this just you know stuff that from old 
issues, old volumes and stuff like that. Then we got at number nine, Oshi no Ko. I'm not familiar with that one, but 72,000 there. Eight, My Dress Up Darling that I just can't escape. I just see it everywhere. 106,000. I probably should check it out again. I don't, I'm not familiar with it, but I haven't heard anything horrible like a 10 tie. So yeah. Uh, then we got at number seven, Uma Musume Cinderella Gray with 109,000. Uh, then at number six, something a little familiar there, My Hero Academia, 129,000. Dope stuff. Then we got at number five, this series that I don't understand where this came from and just started blowing up like this, but Mystery To Unikari, however you pronounce that shit, because some people say that's not an L, that's an I. But either way, at number five, with 135,000, dope stuff. And then going up is the usual suspects. Number four, Kimetsu no Yaiba, aka Demon Slayer, 179. Number three, Jujutsu Kaisen, 200. Number two, Kingdom, 373. That's interesting that Tokyo Revengers actually topped the charts with 699,000. I thought it was starting to fall down a little bit, but probably a bunch of those back volumes, maybe they're not charting, but they're all still doing a few thousand apiece that is allowing the Tokyo Revengers, um, I guess you would say, you know, franchise itself to sell a lot, but holy cow, yeah, 699,000 outdoing everybody, including Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, and Kingdom just always there, always you can expect at the very least when there's sales going on, as long as Kingdom is going, Kingdom will be there with or without an anime or a butchered anime, whatever. But yeah, people, that was the top 10 best-selling manga series of the week. We went through it pretty quick, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of familiar suspects, things that you can expect. Okay, people, next up, just a little bit of updates for the upcoming Boruto anime and manga related stuff in particular with the novels in case you don't remember in case you missed it it was just recently a couple months back that we talked about over at Jump Festa what went down for the Boruto announcements and it was very very interesting to say the least of um a festa in terms of it didn't really offer up new things like majority of the Jump Festa for the Boruto Naruto stage was literally recaps of the series like all the way of beginning of Naruto like nobody needed that especially for like a big super stage at Jump Festa. What was that all about? But there was amongst other things that were announced. Some things I guess you would say that is kind of interesting because hey, if it's potentially going to affect the anime, hell, if it's new manga, let's see what's going on here. And according to this recently in V Jump Magazine, it says here, uh, thanks to Abdul Zoldak, V Jump Magazine advert page is highlighting that the Sasuke Retsuda novel and the Konoha Shiden novel will be receiving a manga adaptation. No announcement dates as of yet but we know they're scheduled to release by the end of 2022 and if they're doing this again fairly recent i'm guessing if they're going to release it as like chapters or just like straight up books i'm guessing it's going to be like chapters right on the apps and whatnot these are probably going to come fairly soon especially if it's chapters and they're going to do it like on a, a consistent basis these are coming soon either way however they decide to release them straight up as books or chapters on on apps or whatever the case may be they're probably coming soon i'm guessing we're in february I'm guessing no later than summer and even then I'm probably pushing because if they're putting adverts now like why could you know I mean guess to keep it in the people's you know subconscious but still and I ain't gonna lie I'm, I'm excited for both of them I'm, I'm excited just in general that they're gonna do different things hopefully they're gonna take this material and you know some of the stuff that wasn't adapted yet and make some stuff for the anime because I ain't gonna lie right now as it stands where the world to anime is and I don't want to go too in depth with it or whatnot but I'm just not the biggest fan of the arca and what's going on like I've tried to watch it it's just like I can't do it I, I can't do it right now so i've kind of been letting it simmer a little bit
bit, see if I try again to jump back. But with stories like those, the ones out of the novels, because everything I hear about the novel stories, they're great. They're great. So they need to <laughs> hurry up and get these manga adaptations of these novels and then throw some of this stuff into the anime and, you know, maybe have a couple arcs. Also, I, I believe a lot of these novels um, kind of center around the previous generation like the sasuke sakuras naruto stuff like that even more into my interest like if i'm just being 100 honest with you i'm always going to want to watch something or be more excited about something especially when it's heavily you know in the plot or whatnot when it's the characters that i care about more like if you know what i'm saying i'm always gonna feel that way i'm not gonna hide that like oh no no no, no. i appreciate boruto i enjoy the boruto series i've been talking about it i've been hyping it when people said it was trash all of that good stuff i've been there for boruto but that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the characters of Naruto in the series that I was with way longer more. That's just the way things go. It's not that I'm putting one down or putting one up. But yeah, I probably would have preferred getting a series, you know, about Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura opposed to having a Boruto one. And this was something also stemming from a meme that I shared and people attacking me like, oh my god, you... No, yeah, that, that was my preference. I still really enjoy Boruto and I have a great time with it. Yeah, and I went way off the rails there. But yeah, they're pimping out that they got these novel to manga adaptations coming soon for uh, some of the novels and whatnot of Naruto. Yeah, uh, look out for them. Next up, it seems as though Shonen Jump is really keeping an eye out for new talent. It seems as though they're at an expansive point right now in, in terms of the company, in terms of bringing in new staff, hiring new people, getting more uh, new blood involved. And this is another example of this because it seems as though they're searching for new talent and they're using new methods and new like rewards, so to speak, to get this new talent interested in what they got going on and see if they could bring in new people. Because I can only imagine how many people are interested in being and working with Shonen Jump and how many people they've recycled through already. I'm sure they want to find like, you know, that next Masashi Kishimoto, that next Taite Kubo, that next Eichiro Oda. Well, let's read what's going on here. Shonen Jump Plus establishes quarterly award to seek out new manga talent, which by the way, there is a differentiating factor, big one between Shonen Jump and Jump Plus. They're the same, you know, still under the same publisher and all that jazz, but Shonen Jump Plus is, at the very least for me, starting to look more like it's a all ages, maybe technically more for older people in a way, uh, and, and Jump probably is going to go back to how it used to be, but that's a whole different story. Either way, again, uh, Shonen Jump Plus establishes quarterly awards to seek out new manga talent. Some of the hottest manga today, like Spy X Family and Kaiju Number no. 8, got their start on Shonen Jump Plus. The website serializes a long list of titles from Shonen Jump, other Shueisha publications, and many running exclusively on the site. And starting right now, they're looking for the next big talent for their website. The Shonen Jump Plus manga award will run four times a year once per season as a permanent fixture on the site meaning there will always be a deadline to shoot for they're looking for japanese language one shots of any length though the page does gently guide readers towards a list of one shots for a general idea of their page counts in black and white or color submitted digitally or by post professional and amateur artists are welcome to apply so long as the one shot itself has never been published professionally and isn't entered in any other competitions manga previously published non-commercially on websites or social media are permitted also and importantly artists retain the copyright to their entries so you don't run the risk of forfeiting the right to your own work by entering in the lead up to the first competition jump plus manga artists will be sharing art of their own to cheer on entrance kicking things off as a piece from tatsuya endo of anya forger from spy x family three winning one shots will be chosen each season and published on the shonen jump plus website as well as prizes of 1 million yen 
500,000 yen and 300,000 yen for first, second, and third places. Finalists will receive 100,000 yen. The first Jump Plus Manga Award deadline is May 31st, with any late entries rolling over to the next season's competition. The next three deadlines fall on August 31st, 2022, November 30th, 2022, and February 28th, 2023. And I see this as big opportunities again for would-be authors. Unfortunately, they're looking for Japanese language, so if you don't know how to write in Japanese and you're not you know familiar with Japanese, then unfortunately this does give you a bit of a handicap. I mean, hey, if you know somebody that knows Japanese, definitely use all the resources possible, um, and possibly you can make it happen. They have a you know guideline, but you could probably write a 10-page one-shot, and if you make the best, most banging 10-page one-shot ever, your, your, your thing could go. So who knows, right? This could be a good opportunity and you retain the copyright to your work so it's not like Jump can come and say, oh, no, 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 we own this now. This is ours, no matter how big it gets. So get some exposure, get some bank right there, whole bunch of good stuff. Yeah, so Shonen Jump's the new contest. You could potentially, you know, do some big things and get your name out there and possibly get your work published in a bigger fashion. Who knows, right? Huge story. I believe it was announced about a day or two ago at this particular point regarding Funimation and... And Crunchyroll. Now, in case you don't know, it's been said for a while now that Funimation and Crunchyroll, it was confirmed actually, they had did a merger, right? They merged together. They ultimately uh, became one under Sony. Sony basically started buying all sorts of stuff and yeah, it's kind of changed drastically the landscape of anime you know, companies, I guess, in the West at this particular point because I remember back then too, it was like Funimation, Viz Media, there was like a, a, a small little handful and now there's like Netflix and Sony. It's wild crazy, but nevertheless, Funimation and Crunchyroll had done a merger. However, up until about a few days ago, they still seemingly almost operated as two separate entities altogether. And what I mean by that is Funimation still had its own app and its library and some exclusives that only were on Funimation and Crunchyroll likewise as well. And ultimately, Crunchyroll doesn't have a ton of or didn't have a ton of the dubs that Funimation has. And just in general, their libraries were still kind of the same they didn't merge into one big thing or anything like that however according to this news it has finally come the day and from what i gathered the first time around reading this it feels like to me one of these companies are going to be dissolving essentially into the other and one of them come two years from now three years from now will be a thing of the past and it'll just be one and i'm not referring to sony when i'm putting that combo together you'll understand here in a sec let's read funimation content moving to crunchyroll for world's largest anime library huge news anime just powered up funimation which serves millions of anime fans in over 52 countries and 10 languages will be unifying under the crunchyroll brand the move will include funimation subsidiary Wakanim, as well as Crunchyroll's VRV to create one subscription service for our anime fans worldwide. Yeah, so right there, automatically that's saying that they're gonna just probably wipe out in general, like the separation, of course, but also possibly it might birth a new company per se, maybe Funny Roll or Crunchymation esque, if that makes any sense. What does this mean? This means all your anime all on one platform starting today. Tons of shows and movies from Funimation and Wakanim will begin arriving on Crunchyroll. I've never even heard of Wakanim, but okay. Uh, so you get more dubs, more subs, more everything. And by the way, no shade to 
Wakanim, the platform. I've just never heard of them, honestly. That includes titles available now like My Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul, and Yu Yu Hakusho, which, by the way, upon all of this, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm anime manga for life, dog. I did watch a few episodes of Hakusho when it was on Crunchyroll. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I think this is going to work excellent. Okay, excellently, I guess you would say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, yeah, there's a lot of shows I hate having to go through different apps. Um, never been a fan of some apps per se, so this is working out greatly. But again, let's continue. Uh, this also means new series in the upcoming spring season, the biggest on record. Stay tuned. And Beyond will only stream on Crunchyroll. Moving forward, Funimation will only add new episodes of continuing series, which means Funimation users will want to move to a Crunchyroll account as soon as possible kind of sounds like uh, right there it's telling us who's leaving at the very least first before potentially a new company comes all together or something there but that's very interesting like so if you have a Funimation account, you'll want to move over to a Crunchyroll account. That's why now, as a welcome to the new Crunchyroll family, Funimation, Wakanim, and VRV subscribers get a special deal for 60 days of Crunchyroll Premium free. Over the next few days, qualified Funimation, Wakanim, and VRV subscribers will receive an email with their unique link to redeem. And so yeah, basically all of Funimation is going to be going onto Crunchyroll, which uh, essentially means that there will be no need for Funimation. On top of that, I had seen um, a comment, I believe it was a reply actually, from Funimation, if I'm not mistaken, either Funimation or Crunchyroll, uh, to one of the fans talking about, well, what's going to happen? What do I do? And ultimately, they told them, yeah, essentially, go ahead. Cancel your Funimation subscription and come on over to Crunchyroll. Essentially, uh, it looks like in a couple of years, Funimation will be known as defunct, or they might turn Funimation into something different, maybe a different department altogether, but it won't be an anime distributor. That's definitely for certain. They're seemingly going into the one brand motto and kind of clunking it all together, which I ain't gonna lie, this is a good and a bad thing. Great because all our stuff is going to be in one place. All of it is going to be good. Bad because first of all, you're gonna see. You're gonna see that price of, you know, how we've been paying. Like for example, if you've been with Crunchyroll for the most part, you've been paying between like what, five and seven dollars, something along the lines of that. Once all of this is all said and done and they have the record breaking largest anime library ever in existence. Yeah, you see how Netflix is starting to go, woo! It's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> Trust me, it's gonna be the same thing. It's gonna it's gonna be a really scary time. Uh, once it gets to cable prices and stuff like that and we have like multiple different like hey if I want to watch these shows I have to go there there's always you know put on my Luffy hat and start pirate life but it's gonna be interesting to see just there's so much change happening in the anime distribution landscape where companies are going under companies are selling off uh, what we just talked about Sentai Filmworks sold to AMC which I didn't see that one coming and Again, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, man, it's going to be a sad day if ever discotech media were to ever really disappear, man. Because they really are a cool company, man. They they license the titles that, you know, you thought were forgotten, nobody cared about, or just in general didn't perform the greatest. But, you know, there's a lot of hardcore fans like Beelzebub and Katakio Hitman Reborn. Like, shout out to discotech. I don't know, small little uh, ad there. But, yeah, well, not ad. No, that wasn't, I wasn't paid to say that. I'm just, I just wanted to do that because I really uh, rock with what they do. 
and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, Funimation and Crunchyroll merger really going to the next level in terms of it seems as though Funimation is going to be going away and its library is going to be going over to Crunchyroll. And that can mean, again, you know, the, the Monopoly part is starting to take effect where how many more anime companies are there out there? How many can even give competition, especially in the streaming world where Netflix was already a giant before anime? Now that they're in the anime realm, you know, they're putting a lot of money into things like securing the exclusive rights to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and stuff like that, like Funimation and Crunchyroll. Wow, Funimation. Again, what would you put the name as if they do decide to dissolve one and eventually dissolve the other into one big company? Funny Roll, Crunchymation, something totally different. Uh, let me know in the comments, lads. But moving on. Next up, Dr. Stone fans, it is with heartbreaking news that I bring this to you, and I believe this is about to happen this upcoming Sunday. Uh, Dr. Stone is officially ending. Dr. Stone is officially done this upcoming Sunday. It says here that Dr. Stone uh, by Richiro Inagaki and Boichi has officially ended with chapter 232 in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 14 after five years of serialization. I am honestly shocked <laughs> i ain't gonna lie i'm i'm, I'm kind of wow yo because you know we just talked about and i just said yes yeah, two chapters but it really was two chapters and it's really over and they were talking about the climax not that long ago wow and the wait for the anime maybe that's why they pushed back the anime maybe they're gonna just do one big run maybe the anime was gonna they were gonna keep going with like 11 more episodes 11 more episodes and then the inagaki and boichi were like <laughs> we're, we're ending it soon let them know and they were like oh okay uh plans change now we're probably gonna get something really rushed uh, i'll be honest with you maybe they threw out their uh pre-production and everything and they're gonna just go crazy with the anime who knows though who knows who knows but uh then also i guess just a little bit of news is that dr stone will receive a special manga chapter before the dr stone ryusei tv anime special airs in summer 2022 so you can look forward to at least another chapter incoming but yeah that's the end of dr stone and i am not caught up to the manga at all i am anime only i don't know if i will i'll just keep it uh, you know honest with you there's just not enough time and Dr. Stone is one of those things where I really enjoy the anime, although I know the manga's better. I, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, wow, it, it's really over. I know some of the dudes that I know that rock with Dr. Stone uh, very heavily, like the guys at Project Manga. Woo! Sorry, boys. It is done. <laughs> and by no means am I making fun of y'all, because I know I'd be, I'd be heartbroken as hell. Like, you know, when Black Clover comes to an end, eventually I'm going to be heartbroken as hell. You know what I'm saying? So definitely not making fun of you, because when, when the anime ends, of Dr. Stone, I'm going to be sad as hell too. I just hope, oh my god, I hope this isn't a case of like what happened with Promised Neverland, how the manga ended abruptly. Like, not abruptly, but you know, kind of, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of turmoil towards the end of that. Then all of a sudden we got that flash animation. Oh, for the love of god, don't go that way. But yeah, people, it is official. Dr. Stone, it is over. Done. Wow. Like, yo, I can't, I ain't gonna lie. These are two uh, creatives uh, between Boichi and, yeah, I was about to end the segment, but real quick. These are two creatives between Boichi and Richiro Inagaki that I am looking forward to their next work. Because, first of all, whatever is illustrated by Boichi is going to look godlike. <laughs> you know that. And Richiro Inagaki created something very different and unique with Dr. Stone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever they got. I, I'm going to be on board, especially, I'll keep it honest with you, I, I want to see more of that art. That Boichi art is, is beautiful. 
Yeah. Okay, people, next up. Now, it was actually updated and confirmed what's going on with Full Metal Alchemist. Y'all know in a recent episode of Forever News, we talked about that ultimately there was an image and a release for a big Full Metal Alchemist 20th anniversary project, and it showed Scar and his arm, and the arm looked real. It looked like this was supposed to be like potentially for a live-action project. Now we got info on it, what's going down. Let's read, and we'll talk about it. Full Metal Alchemist anime's leads narrate live action sequel film special trailer the official website for the live action Fullmetal Alchemist films began streaming a special trailer for Hagane no Renki Jutsuchi aka Fullmetal Alchemist final chapter The Avengers Scar and Fullmetal Alchemist final chapter The Last Transmutation the two upcoming sequel films on Wednesday so there's going to be two films wow there's been a little bit of info since last time I thought this was uh, an update you know, following that announcement, but yeah, it says the trailer features narration by Romy Park and Ri Kugimiya, the voice actresses of Alphonse and Ed Elric in the anime. The original manga creator Hiromu Arakawa is creating a new illustration for the bonus to be detailed later. That film girls will receive, and there's an image there of Ed with like his arm broken. So I believe this is going to be. If I'm not mistaken, covering the finale of Full Metal Alchemist, maybe the live action didn't do that. And this is these two films that, because yeah, there's going to be two. There's The Last Transmutation, and then there's the one about Scar. Uh, it seems, yeah, it's going to be depicting the story's final battle, and it opens on June 24th. Ah, right, keep it real. I've heard nothing but bad things for the most part about the Full Metal Alchemist live action. I probably watched years ago, maybe like 15 minutes, and I go and I fell asleep. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Have have a little bit of a nap now lads you know what i'm saying so i don't really remember much of it and everybody says that it, it stinked so it, <laughs> i don't i don't know what am i supposed to say like i'm not i'm not looking forward to this i don't think that there's many people that are looking forward to this maybe there are i don't know maybe it, let me know out there if anybody watching this right now full metal alchemist fans are you excited for this are you looking forward to this film these two films the you know final films with scar and the, the final chapter and all that jazz what did you think about because i heard some people were complaining like winry's hair was not blonde i think or something like that i don't know it's just a mess it's a mess but yeah uh so june 24th in japan they'll be depicting the story's final battles but i i don't know i'm not i'm not excited for this i'll, I'll just keep it real <laughs> i don't want to lie to you guys but maybe some of you are and i don't want to damper that experience either so uh for full metal alchemist fans you can look forward to the final two films which again I don't. I, I don't know what else you could really do with this IP, honestly. C considering what people want is more story, unless you open up the wound of Ed and, and Al that they just went through a living nightmare and have something else pop up from a different dimension and say that you know the the rules of equivalent exchange has been changed and they lost their body and arm again. Like you could do stuff like that, but it would just feel like such a slap in the face to all of the hardship they went through. If oh. It's no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no happy ending, no. But yeah, there's that. Full Metal Alchemist live action films, more of them incoming. Next up, people, we got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Let's take a look. We got Boichi from Dr. Stone. It's been five years with this amazing, beautiful, hot, and dynamic series known as Dr. Stone. It's crazy to think. Wow, man, I, I'm still shocked that it's, uh, you know, over. Wow. Uh, then we got Yuto Suzuki, Sakamoto Days. I bought a good pillow. I haven't used it yet, but I'm hoping it improves the quality of my sleep. Okay. <laughs> we got Ichiro Oda, creator of One Piece. 
All meat gets softer by soaking it in salt water. I can't wait to try this technique for a barbecue. I feel like that's a metaphor for what's about to happen in the One Piece manga. Hmm. Okay, I'm like a chapter behind because I haven't even been able to read the chapters as of recent. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what that's about. But that sounds like a new new technique with Luffy. Huh? Okay. Uh, then we got Kohei Horikoshi, author of My Hero Academia. My Baishojo figure collection is a little embarrassing, so I keep it in my refrigerator. The lighting is good. What? <laughs> Alrighty then. We got Hajime Komodo. There's a thing called Sky Burial where birds scatter your remains. I want to do cat burial. Meow, meow. What? Bizarre as hell. Alrighty then, Hajime Komodo. I think being a mangaka is starting to get to you, fam. It's it, it's kicking in. Then I wanted to read this one by Hideo Shinkai, author of the new serialized series, Earth Child. Uh, they said, please check out my other works, Soul Catchers, Lightwing, and Shunkan Tante Hayayo Harameki. I, I, I can't even, yeah, oh god, yeah, I'm doing terrible. Um, yeah, wow, self-promotion in <laughs> one of your first author comments. Okay then, dog. I, I wonder how the, the brass feel about that over at Shueisha. Like, hey, how dare you? Or, ah, it's all jump for the most part anyway. I think most of those titles. Uh, then we got a long one from Gary Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. I've been slowly gaining weight on a three steps forward, two steps back schedule but now i may have gone too far to come back and boy do i feel it i've been just reckless lately forgive me forgive me my body because i know you're my temple all right <laughs> Doran Doran by Gen Oska. My green and hard tomatoes ripen to red and soft in just a few days veggies are amazing okay uh want to note that he's second to last in the um author comments interesting and then dead last again which is very terrible yuji kaku ayashimon i'm thinking i really should have used the week off to think of a bunch of comments for this section hey keep it up you might not be in this uh section much longer there buddy just just throwing that in there i'm not gonna lie it's not looking good for both of them and i like both of them especially ayashimon um uh, i might start backing off i might just start like because again I'm, I'm already feeling the heartbreak incoming i might just back off and say you know what no 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 um I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm a little bit behind on Duran Duran. I'm about a chapter behind, I think, or two maybe, uh, on Ashimon. Um just wanna throw that in there that them they're in the back of the magazine. That's never ever a good sign and yeah, Yujikaku, think of some comments. See, it's gonna be the last chapter of Ayashimon, and he's gonna be like, damn, I still can't think of anything. Ah, yes, I finally found one. I'll tell you in the next chapter. Oh, there is no next chapter. Okay, people, next up, just a small little update from the creator of Bleach, something that he did that's really dope. Y'all know what all the situation that's going on with the Ukraine and Russia. Um, terrible, terrible stuff going on over there. Uh, the creator of Bleach to show some support to Ukraine a special illustration of Ichigo from Bleach and I ain't gonna lie I absolutely love this one like this is what I'm saying like this isn't a conventional colored one like you know supposed to look like real life or anything like that or like you know the anime or you know this is being very abstract with the coloring uh it meshes so freaking well the blues look so good together with the yellow and 
uh, just in general, it, it looks awesome. I absolutely love it. Shoutouts to uh, Kubo. You know, I, I love seeing authors, you know, taking a stand in their beliefs. I know it's a scary thing to do because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in this climate of cancel culture and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, this is really, really dope. I absolutely love this. Again, shoutouts to Titan Kubo. And holy shit, you know, the year of Bleach return. And it feels more and more real with every update we get of Bleach. You know, considering we've had stretches of what feels like years of no updates on Bleach. Uh, now getting all this really cool stuff from Club Outside with Titan Kubo. Which almost feels like Kubo's like just oh my god it not even almost feels like it is it's obvious that kubo is really a, a great marketer the fact that he knew oh well okay we, we signed the contract bleach is returning for the anime let me open up some side hustle so i can ride that wave while it's going like yo my this is my baby i created bleach okay so if y'all gonna put out that anime yeah that's gonna be a cool bag i'm sure they gave him some money and all that good stuff for the license fee and all of that jazz ultimately yo he could go cake up on a whole side thing this could be a great start to titan kubo doing other things that maybe could lead him outside of bleach maybe he don't want to do bleach no more maybe he only really wants to do it here and there maybe this could lead to other opportunities maybe this could lead kubo to doing fashion maybe this could lead him to other avenues because now he's not doing a serialized work it's just his work is taking life uh from you know what he did years ago now at this particular point and he could use it to market himself as outside of just bleach Maybe he wants to do something else, or maybe he wants to go. You know, there's so many different ways. I can tell that probably Kubo feels free, and that's why we, we're not getting a, a rushed, you know, burn the witch too. Like, it's like, hey, it'll happen when it happens because I'm enjoying creating when I want to create and how I want to create. And again, just shout outs to this artwork. I, I can't stress enough. This looks freaking amazing. Okay, people, and lastly, we got a few updates for Dragon Ball Super Superhero. For starters, there was a new trailer that was recently released showing more butt kicking uh, with Piccolo and Gohan and I've heard all sorts of really cool stuff but then also we got this visual it says here Dragon Ball Super Superhero Movie second key visual reveal movie scheduled for April 2022 uh, of 2022 or April 22nd of 2022 shall I say and this image is of those two alpha and gamma looking red ribbon army characters versus Piccolo and Gohan and I've heard some really funny hubbub about Piccolo and how he's going real light skin lately like don't tell me they're doing piccolo <laughs> uh, the light skin treatment now come on piccolo what y'all doing there we, we see y'all but nah <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's the lighting from his hand beam in that shot uh and ultimately it looks freaking awesome the shot at the very least i wish you know the movie was gonna look like this like I, I, I keep it a buck and I'm always going to say it. I, I rather just keep it real because I feel like there's also a lot of validity to what I say. When I say that, this is the least excited I've been for a Dragon Ball film with all of that being said. I'm still the least excited. Like, that looks awesome. That's not, first of all, what we're getting in the film. It's going to look a little different because CG looks a little different than that, you know, in motion and whatnot. I don't even know, man. I'm just, just thinking about it. It's kind of like burning me up a little bit of like... This looks so cool. If this was like in the animation style of Broly, I would have zero complaints. And maybe this is a thing that is going to be just a learning curve because I feel like CG is unfortunately here to stay. And we're going to have to get used to it. And it kind of sucks. But I feel like unless we all collectively work together to like, you know, really band together and say, hey, we want we want this to make moves. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this is the least I've heard people talking about a Dragon Ball movie as well. So there's that. There'll be like one conversation about, oh, look at Gohan. Oh, he's with Piccolo. Like, and I think that that's also what they're banking on. Like, forget about the 3D stuff. What about your nostalgia for Gohan and, and Piccolo and their relationship? Like, look at that. Like, I think that's the moves that they're trying to make. And I don't know. Also, there's rumors about Cell returning and stuff. So we'll see. Either way, yeah. New Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie visual. Uh, the, the visual looks really cool. Uh, uh, I am, to a certain degree, at the very least out of curiosity, definitely interested in watching this film. And I'm going to watch this film. It's just... Also, Toei's lately been way, way out of pocket. Way, way out of pocket. They've been doing too much, so... Yeah, there's that. But yeah, people, those were all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. Most important story, favorite story, uh, anything I didn't cover, anything you want me to cover in future episodes. Uh, it felt great to be back. I'm not even going to lie. It feels great. This is uh, always, you know, it's just, it's it's so much fun. It's it's honestly just so much fun to sit here, talk about stuff, the updates of the stuff that I love, bring the information to you guys, and just be, be back doing what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. I'm for Neverworld, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in, and you guys just watched another episode of... Have an awesome day. <laughs>